This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1256. Does the examiner see your past IELTS essays? Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Today, we dig into one IELTS student's questions about her exam and scores. Find out if IDP cares about your past exam scores and also find out what to do if you lose track on speaking. Get some great insider advice today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Aubrey, what's what's up? What's happening? Not too much going on over here. I just got back from volleyball not long ago. Just had time to squeeze in a shower. Lucky you. Lucky you guys. Nice. <laughs> I like that. For, <laughs> what if it were like, like an all immersive experience watching us on YouTube? You could like smell and hear. No, they can already hear. Um, you could smell. Imagine if you could hear us. Imagine. <laughs> but, but smell. Smell would be an addition. The, like these mics do a really good job of just focusing on our voices because I can also hear like crazy sounds outside. I can hear my dogs in their kennels chewing on their bones. And you guys can't hear that. You yeah, know? luckily wind is howling outside my window right now. <gasps> good which vocab. Which is rare for here, but it's like, I can hear it. Yeah, that is good vocab. Um, and luckily the mic isn't picking it up because it's really loud. Two bonus vocab uh, phrases in there. One was uh, squeeze in. So mm. when you're talking about um, being able to do something you almost don't have time for, like you, you took just a real fast amount of time to do something quickly. Like I try to squeeze in a gym session, even when I'm busy. And sometimes that means just going for like 20 minutes, which isn't very long, but I squeeze it in because it's important. And then the second vocab phrase to describe loud wind, howling, howling wind. That's very oh, man, pretty that, vocab. Really good. The squeeze in is going to be so useful on speaking part one, I can imagine. I can, oh, yeah. Any question you're asked, you could talk about how you have to squeeze in whatever it is they're asking about if you're for busy. Sure. Squeezing in grocery shopping. Squeezing, what? Not? Like, yeah, you could use it for like every part one question. Okay. But we are really in love with writing this week because we're talking about writing again. Um, we got some amazing emails from a student, a three key student, who asked about sort of some insider writing scoring questions. And then she also gave us um, a description of what happened to her on her exam 
um, on her speaking test. So there's a lot of great information coming at you guys today. Um, okay, so let's get to it without further ado. Aubrey, can you read that first email that our student sent? Yes, this is from Judy Ann. Hello, shout out Judy Ann. So she took our three keys course in 2019 and then wrote the IELTS exam in October 2019. She says, I remember that for the writing part, I used the three keys programs sentence structure for my essay. I was wondering now that I have to take IELTS again, since IELTS is only valid for two years, can I still use the same paragraph structure and sentences or will this hurt my score? Does IELTS look at my past exam answers for my upcoming test? The reason I ask is because when I booked a test scheduled for IDP, it asked me when my last IELTS exam was. That is such a good question. I totally understand this um, like paranoid response to oh, this absolutely. question, right? Um, because yeah, like, okay, just to summarize the quick answer, no, they don't look at your past exams. But why do you think they ask that anyway? Why does IDP or British Council, wherever you're taking your test, when you register, why do they ask you when you took your last IELTS exam? The only thing I can think of is I wonder if it makes their data entry processing easier. Like if yeah. they can plug in your name and pull up past information that will just like exactly. populate. That's possible that for their computer program that facilitates that for them, because we know they're not going back and finding old exams and looking at them. And also think about like who who does what for the IELTS test. So the person that is looking at your registration information and putting you in the system that's an admin person. That's not an examiner. That person just day in, day out does like data entry basically, right? So um, yeah, it's exactly like Aubrey said. It's just for record keeping. So if you've already taken the exam with this center, you're in the system, that's easy. They can just pull you up. You know, mm. it's purely for record keeping purposes. So Here's the great news. No, nobody looks at your past exams, right? And like above that, beyond that, even if you do take your test at the same center, but it's more than two years apart, the likelihood that the same person will be grading your writing is very low. And even if it is the same person, they're not going to remember an essay from three years ago. And even if they did, it wouldn't matter. You can't grade on anything besides what the essay is in front of you, right? Exactly right. This reminds me of when I was teaching in the Bronx, right? Students would like when you're getting so many papers, so many essays, so many exams, forget ever remembering something that was turned in last year, right? But even yeah. if they do, like you said, we know examiners, it's so strict what they can grade on. They have the scoring system there and that's all they're focused on, right? Mm -hmm. So they're not thinking about, well, I've seen this sentence structure online or in sample essays or in old. Nope, it doesn't doesn't matter, right? If that sentence structure is a high scoring sentence structure, that's what they care about. That is a very good point, though, because we do get that question a lot. Mm -hmm. If I use this template sentence, will that hurt my score, right? No. no, this is great English. This is how we learn to produce great English. We see high level stuff and we use the high level stuff. You don't start from scratch. You don't invent new English. These chunks just exist in the world and everybody who wants to write well 
copies to some extent other great writing. And no, we're not talking about full sentences. We're talking about amazing transition phrases mostly. You know, exactly. like that's the stuff we're copying. Yeah. Right. We Each of these has meaning. So you're limited in how many you have to like introduce an example, for example. Right. right? So you're wanting to think about, OK, which of these are all, do all students know? And then can I try to learn a few that are that maybe not every student knows, but you're still limited in how many actually exist? Totally. Like, yeah, exactly. You can't invent new example phrases. We just did an episode about, for example, for instance, and then higher level transition phrases that are synonymous with those, but more rare, therefore higher scoring. We didn't invent those. We didn't make those up. They already existed. (laughs) Right. If you try to invent your own phrase, like I've seen students try to like combine two other mm. phrases like so maybe they they see as a shining example and then they see as a case in point maybe they're trying to be like as a shining example point or something and try mm. to like invent something new make it band nine because no one will have used it no it doesn't <laughs> no. work that way unfortunately it doesn't that phrase does not exist in our language <laughs> don't use it another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. So um, I had a wonderful exchange with this student. I did answer her immediately. With the same advice we just gave you guys, don't worry about it. If these sentences work the first time, use them the second time, right? If it, what's that phrase? If it ain't broke, don't fix it idea. <laughs> um, uh, so she she replied, she's like, thank you so much. And then she, she sort of shared some of her um, experience that she had on her last exam. So I want to get into this because there's some very good advice in here. All right. So let's see. She said the speaking part had some questions that totally threw me off. I had four questions revolving around dreams in part two, and I don't think my answers made a lot of sense, nor my sentence structure was any good. I guess you could say I was rattled with a question I never thought I would be asked. So because I know there's only one question for part two, do you think she meant part one here or part three? Um, She had four questions. Yeah, it's it's one of two things. It's either part one or she's talking about the the part two topic card. And there's like the one describe a blah, blah, blah. And then three bullet points. So there's essentially four bits of information. So it's it's one of the two. But um, her vocab is so good. Like to say I was thrown off. Right. Mm. The questions threw me off. We could use that on the test uh, in part three. If you get asked like a real weird question about the future of time travel. I don't know. You're like, ooh, that sort of throws me off a bit. I've never thought about time travel, but let's give it a go. Yes, and <laughs> rattled, right? She says yeah. I was rattled by a question so I never thought I would be asked. You could also use that on IELTS. Anytime you could say, this question has left me a little bit rattled. Of course, don't use that if they're asking like, what do you like to do on the weekend? But if it's something that you would have to think about that's a little bit more thought provoking, that would be a great filler phrase. Totally. Um, so she she did get good scores the first time. 
I don't have those exact scores, but I know she did well because she goes on in the email to say um, that she, even though she was rattled, right, she still was able to uh, finish the test well, even though she felt like she didn't do a good job. She had our strategies to fall back on. And she said, I think a it's a good tip to the listeners of IELTS Energy that it's okay to mess up because she feels like she messed up, but she still got a good score, right? So I like that part. Um, and then I love her next bit of advice. Aubrey, can you read that? So she said, if I had to do it over, even if I messed up, I should have thought something along the lines, oh gosh, I dropped the ball on that one, didn't <laughs> I? I guess this is more nerve wracking than I thought that I suddenly lost track of what I'm going to say. Well, anyway, as I was saying, so it sounds like she kind of got stumped, kind of lost her train of thought, and she was wishing that she had a a prepared phrase of something she could say if that were to happen, which is a good idea. These guys, you should just write all of those words down. They're so good. Like if you feel like you messed up, went off track, talked about the wrong thing, whatever. If you feel like you messed up on speaking, you could say, oh, gosh, I dropped the ball on that one, didn't I? (laughs) It's so it's so good. It's so true. She has such great advice here to make it clear that if you make one mistake or you lose your train of thought on IELTS, it's not like, well, it's all over. Give up and just be like, I'll show myself to the door. No, you still have lots of what if she full on got up in the middle of the speaking test and was like, I'm out. This is not working for me. We'll try again next year. No. Right? No, that's not the men. Instead, realize you absolutely can make a mistake or to lose your train of thought and still get to good scores. Sure. There are all yeah. these other questions. You have something native and natural like that to say like, wow, dropped the ball on that one. That left me a little bit rattled. And you still can have all this great vocab, all these great sentence structures with all your other questions and still yep. get a good score. Yeah, I love it. Um, So lots of fantastic advice um, that we got from just one simple email exchange with a wonderful Three Keys student. Um, Guys, if you want access to the same system of strategies, remember we have some very exciting updates coming soon. Go to allearsenglish.com slash K-E-Y-S and get in now. All right. Awesome. Aubrey, thanks for chatting today. Yep. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.